Grey's Anatomy fan podcast, episode number nine. Welcome to the Grey's Anatomy fan podcast, the show that takes a look at the hottest relationship drama on television. Sit back and enjoy the ride. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the Grey's Anatomy Fan Podcast. I'm uh, Stephanie Ravenscraft. I'm joined by my host, Kim. Hello, Stephanie. How are you? I, I'm doing. I'm, I'm working yeah, on we, a little we, sinus we infection the, here, but I'm doing. No, we went the cushy version. We, you know, we, <laughs> I'm doing. That is okay. the cushy version. That's the best you're going to get for me tonight. But how okay. are you? I, I'm doing well. I, I'm doing Great. well. Um, we're also joined here by um, our producer, Cliff. You hey, everybody. <laughs> Can I say hello? You may say hello. Uh, hello, Since everybody. you spent so much time dealing with our talk shoe issues. Well, so, we're getting it done. We're getting we're it get, done. Yeah, we're getting it. We're here. We're um, ready to go. And so, with all that said, what did you think about the episode? Oh, there was so much that happened in this episode. Absolutely. So much. I mean, we were just all over the place, back and forth with relationship and individuals. It was crazy. Absolutely. I loved it. I loved it. So obviously we're talking about um, my favorite mistake and what what absolutely stood out to you in this episode? The end where Christina jumps in the bed with Burke and everything is all better and it's all good and I'm I'm going to marry you. We're going to, you know, there's not going to be a veil. I don't want a mosquito net over my head. <laughs> you know, we're just, there's going to be justice of peace. I know you're the spiritual guy and all, but I can't do that. Okay, my favorite and part. And then he smiles and puts his arm around her I'm like, know. oh. My favorite part is the way she says spiritual. <laughs> She's like, I know you're all spiritual and all, yeah. but... <laughs> You know, have you ever noticed she never walks around the bed? She never walks around to her side of the bed to get in. She always climbs over him. I, I find that quite annoying. <laughs> she just is always jumping over him. Anyway. Well, but, she has uh, no bedside manner. <laughs> very, very true. So um, so you think that that, is your, that, was, that was the moment for you, right? Yes. Okay. What was yours? My moment is just how... Um, how absolutely in love with Meredith Derek is. Yeah. But he is so afraid he's going to lose her. Yes. He really is. I mean, just, I I don't know. I just got this overwhelming sense of, um, I think he's blaming himself for the fact that she gave up. I mean, he, he is facing that a lot in this episode that, you know, she stopped swimming. She gave up. She can swim. But she's a good swimmer. I mean, he keeps pointing that out. He really does keep pointing that out. And mm-hmm. um, and then how not only is Derek trying to protect Meredith and the chief is trying to protect Meredith, but now we got Mark trying to protect Meredith by saving her from from the little puppy dog that uh, hit by a car, puppy dog that, that the chief is treating her like. Kind of Isn't big that bunch what he of said? Ena- Something like yeah, that. Yeah, just like a puppy dog, but I think we've got a big bunch of enablers on our hands. What Absolutely. Do you think? Absolutely. Yeah. And and she, I think um, for Meredith, especially in this moment, dealing with, you know, her mom dying and 
And she's still really struggling with proving herself to her mom because all of it is like the dead mommy would be proud and right. which is really kind of creepy. But how we are always trying to, to prove ourselves to our parents and everything. But I really think that when she said to Derek, she said, um, you don't need to save me. Close the door on your way out. She really needs to... I, I That wasn't so much to Derek alone but to everyone in her life right now, she really needs to deal with this herself. Right. I agree. So, um, I'm excited to see how she's going to deal with it. And I'm so excited for that moment when he actually brings it up to her, how she let go, how she gave up because you know that they have to talk about that. Oh yeah. Well, it's still on Derek's mind to this day and it's been quite a while since that happened. And it's obviously still on Meredith's mind pretty big because anytime anybody talks about emotions or possible feelings, she's like, I'm fine. Would you people leave me alone? Right. You know, she is totally caught up in it and not wanting people to think that she is. But I love how I love how I'm not going to spend all night talking about Derek and Meredith, I promise. But um, (laughs) I love how there is this um, this familiarity in their relationship that they just when he comes in when she's studying Mm -hmm. and he comes in and he says so how are you doing today and she says you know a seven or whatever she said and um just that they have that that um that comfort zone and they are you know they're in tune to each other no matter what they've already been through or what they're still going through totally completely i really feel like they're gonna that they could make it out on the other side. I think that they can, and I think that if any marriage is going to last, it would be between the two of them rather than George and Callie or Christina and Burke. (laughs) So, do you want to talk about George and Callie? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. George was all, where'd you sleep last night? Did I at least call her before I passed out? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, To, and then, and then, um, Alex really, really drives it into, is he, you, know, you usually forget the things that you want to forget when you black out. And she's like, oh, great. Because and it's the things you want to forget. Yeah. Absolutely. Because I think that that really meant something to Izzy. And, um, and we're going to see that in, in the, in the upcoming episodes after the, the hiatus. But, um, George really wants to work on his marriage or so we see through tonight's right. episode you know which, which is right which is where he should be he made that commitment it doesn't matter if it was a spur of the moment commitment it doesn't matter mm-hmm. you know um he he made that commitment and he needs to work on that and um izzy was so funny when she was i i just can't stop thinking about our the hours of our lives many many hours many, many hours George is like whatever i did and whatever i said i didn't mean it she's like oh you meant it <laughs> You meant you it a meant lot. It, and you meant it several times. More than once. It, yeah, more than <laughs> once. That's what she says. You meant it more than once. So when they're in the closet fighting, um, Cliff and I actually thought that they were going to kiss. I thought so, too. There. I was okay. just waiting for it. I'm like, okay. you got to. Very good. So I find it very funny that we said we were going to talk about um, uh, Callie and George, but we're talking about Callie and Izzy. So, <laughs> Well, because... Callie and George revolve right now around George and Izzy. Yes, but they they so. can't. Cal- no, Callie they can't. and Callie and George will not survive if he does not <laughs> deal with that. 
Right. You know what I mean? So I, I agree. Um, it was interesting when they were over at uh, Joe's bar and, uh, you know, George was, was talking and um, saying that, you know, Callie's undeniable. Um, you know, life is short. Life is short. And, 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 and long, it's long, too. And, and life. <laughs> <laughs> and Dan's That's like, well, he sure talks a lot. <laughs> but no, no. He, he talks like, like a person who talks. Yeah. And she's, I am, I'm really like the, um, the, the dynamic of her being the stronger person in the relationship mm-hmm. and, and George, and I'm not, a lot of people are going to hate me. I don't really like George. He kind of gets on my nerves mm-hmm. and, um, he seems to be a glutton for punishment somewhat. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. And and I know he's going through a lot, you know. Yeah, but he is. still. Um <clears throat> it's there there are times when when I'm going through things in my own life where I'm like, man, I I'm getting on my own nerves. I can't imagine <laughs> how the people around me feel, you know? Um yeah. so um <laughs> do you think that George is in love with Callie or is he? I think he is in love with Callie. I think he he has feelings, underlying feelings for Izzy, but he knows that I am married to this woman, and I think he knows I need to work this out, and I need to make this work, because I got married to her, and and I made this promise till death do us part, so I need to make this work, and I think that's basically what it came down to in the end with talking to Izzy, is we're not going to tell her. She has done she has done all of this, and she has forgiven me, and she's she's been there. She's done nothing but support and encourage me, and I'm not going to tell her. It's our secret. Okay, I get what you're saying, but that doesn't make that doesn't make him in love with her. That makes him in love with the idea of having that perfect marriage, that that perfect relationship. Those were perfect people today. Well, that's a good point. So, um, I, I have this overwhelming sense that Izzy's going to turn up pregnant. Oh wow! I had not even thought about that. Oh boy! Yeah, what do you think? Oh boy! <laughs> oh, boy. I left Kim speechless. I love it. Well, I'm trying to think about how that would play out in the show. Man, that would play is, out in. Um, she is wacky enough as it is. Think of her pregnant with hormones raging. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and her body's already been pregnant, so it's more susceptible to get pregnant again. Oh boy, this that would that would be interesting. I'd like to see if that would happen. Okay, I, I would not like to see that happen, but it would be interesting how it would play out if it were to happen. There we go. Okay, so um, Burke and Christina are moving forward. That they're only moving forward. I am not going backward. <laughs> yeah. So that's that was, great. Um, that was interesting. Poor. Uh, Christina was just trying so hard. I mean, you know she's in love with that man, and you know she wants to be with him. But, but... she doesn't know how to, she has no idea how to express that. Right. She, again, has no bedside manner whatsoever. <laughs> and um, so the whole be kind and rewind was kind of getting on my nerves. <laughs> because you don't, you don't grow when things either go backward or stay the same. I mean, you can only grow and become a better person, and right. um, so <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, 
I was doing Cliff really is good. Cliff typing until... on the teleprompter. I heard his fingers clicking yes. on the keyboard. And I was doing really good until he <laughs> typed what he just what he just did. Which anyway, so um, caller Cliff would like to talk. <laughs> he calls himself caller Cliff now. Uh, what do you have to share? What's up, Cliff? You're on the line with Kim and Stephanie. Uh, yeah, I'm on the phone here. <laughs> Stop it. I'm just kidding. So anyway, um, I just wanted to point out that in this episode was the very first time that. I really felt that Christina did have a bedside manner. You know, normally... With the like, guy with the foot? Yes. Okay, well, we're not to the individual. We're, we're still talking about couples. All right, well, forget my whole comment. But then. go ahead. You can segue us into talking about okay. individuals. All right, so I really th- felt like in this episode, for the very first time, we actually see her have a bedside manner. Because it's, normally it's like, dude, you should have been here a month ago. The foot's coming off. You know, that, that that's it. Yeah. And she said that. And then he spoke. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, wait, this guy's a real human being having right. issues. That's a good point. Wait a second. I'm having issues. Oh, my gosh. What is this feeling? I'm feeling compassion. This isn't right. <laughs> and she's having issues. And she's trying to save his foot. She is. That was a good point because she did, try you know, to she save did a lot of research to try and find out that it came back she down that she had to remove it. Yeah, and, and she did not like is, it. In fact, Bailey says, "Nice, nice and amputation." She had a problem with that, and she's like, she "Dude, had, I did yeah. not want to have to. She I did not want to do that." Right. Bedside manner, Christina. Did, yeah, imagine that. That's Alex is even getting some bedside manner himself in his own way. I think Alex, Alex is, is awesome. in love. You think he's in no, love? No, not I think at he all. has. I think it's more. I think it's more of a sister. Absolutely, more I think, of a sister I relationship. I think they're going to end up together. Okay, well, I'll you shut up now. Off now. I, I'm, I'm gone. <laughs> I'll put money on that, or a cup of hot chocolate. Uh, he didn't drink hot chocolate, but I do. So, hey, don't be talking about my juju now. Okay, you and your juju okay. need to mute. <laughs> <laughs> You guys, you guys need to mute. It's not me. My goodness. All right. So while Stephanie hacks was, over there. I was fine until I started laughing and that gave me a tickle. That well, I had no to... more laughing for the rest of the show. Okay. I'm... Well, no more talking for the rest of the show. Oh, come on yeah. now. Okay. Well, so... speaking of Jane Doe and, and Alex, I really like yeah. the relationship that, that happened throughout the show with the two of them. How he was just always there for her and... Alex wasn't really anywhere else but with Jane Doe and wanted to be somebody that she could confide in and know that he's going to be there when she wakes up or to take care of her baby, even though, you know, she has no control when she's under anesthesia. Right. It, it, I, it was I'm, just so sweet when he held is. up those pictures and said, okay, well, this is Maggie. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is Maggie and this is Ava and it all. Oh. I really, I really like sweet. that. And um, so this just came to me, is that I think that Alex can relate with the having no one. Um, mm-hmm. Jane Doe has no one, you know. She doesn't remember her life before um, the ferry accident, and nobody has claimed her, so, you know, as they say. And I think that he really can um, identify with having no one and nowhere to turn to. Oh, I just had this really cool thought. 
when she said she did not want to have the surgery, she was scared to have the surgery because she didn't want to change how she looked because what if she changed how she I looked? I loved that. And the next day she woke up and her husband came looking for her and her husband would never find her because she was a different person. And I think that really relates to Alex and a lot of the other interns' um, situations to where Alex is scared of changing to be this nice guy because he's not always been this nice guy and nobody will know him and he, he's scared that nobody's going to like him if he changes. Very good. Thank you. That's good. Thank you. That is good. I did I I do like what's going on with with um Alex and we'll call her Ava now. And um Ava. and looking forward to seeing how that all so really, when they come back, she should be completely healed, pretty much. You think? Maybe. She'll probably still have a little bit of bruising, because that kind of sticks around for about six weeks. Yeah, it does. You're right. Well, but they're going to be off for kind of like six weeks. Oh, yeah. We're not back on until, I believe it's April 26th, Something but like they've got a recap episode okay. on April 12th called Every Moment Counts. It's just a recap of season three. So if anybody wants to on catch two up weeks on season before, three. It'll be on two weeks before the new episode? Uh-huh. That's crazy. Yep. April 12th That's is ABC. the recap. April yeah. 26th is a uh, new episode. ABC has proved themselves to do crazy things from time to time, so that should, I guess, be expected. Um. Okay. Race for Chief. They've been crazy. Mark coming out on top. I mean, hello? Who would have expected that? I mean, he was all over everybody else's business trying to pick up tips and hints and he here and stole there and steal a little bit of their stuff. He stole Bailey's, the right now plan. Yeah, he stole Bailey's get out of my face. You know? <laughs> Pretty <laughs> much. Like, get out of my face. And he's like, hey, that's a good idea. I'm going to use the get out of my face plan. Nice. <laughs> so I really am hoping that, um, or I really was hoping that... Um, did the chief would just decide not to retire now because the whole thing was retire or Adele was going to leave him and she left him anyway. So really there's no point in him retiring now. There is a point though. There is a point for him to retire and that is for him to make a life for himself outside of the hospital. And he, but he doesn't know how to do that. that. I think that he is, he wants to try, which is why he is still going through with it. Okay. So you That's notice just his my hair is back to normal now, right? Yeah. Isn't it great? And he looks so much better. He does. He looks so handsome. <laughs> okay, Cliff wants to share something one more time. Okay, I have something really good to add to this conversation uh, regarding the race for chief. Okay. And, and the fact that they brought in Colin uh, Marlowe. Yes. And I believe that every, wherever we are, whatever your occupation is, and, and Stephanie, this would even apply for a stay-at-home mom. Okay. I don't know how it would apply to a stay-at-home mom, but the the truth is still there. Okay. And you can even tell me how it would apply to a stay-at-home mom. But I believe we all need a Colin Marlowe in our lives from time to time to come in and step up the game, to raise the bar, to bring us out of our mediocrity, and to, to bring us out of our comfort zone that we've all got settled into. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because you notice that, you know, I mean, things are just going normal. I mean, I, the the chief is like, he's got a plan. Why don't I have, I mean, it's a, why don't I have a plan? I'm, I'm so busy worrying about the board today, which, first of all, I think, you know, I see the value in the, the right now plan, but the right now plan is a managing plan. 
You know, that's a management situation. But but there needs to be vision casting. There there needs to be something. There needs to be what is what's down the road. And that's something I believe that that Colin Marlowe has brought into this that even though Colin may not make it with this this 10-year plan, I believe at least it's it's kind of lit a fire under each and every individual and has uh-huh. stirred up things to make people say, "Hey, this is what I this is what we all need to be doing. We need to do it as a team, but this is what we need to do to really step up the game here to make this place a better place." And you know so what I think? I think we all need a Colin Marlowe in our lives. I think Burke is going to win the race for chief because the comment that he made to Christina is, "I'm done going backwards and I I would like to have grown I would like to think that I'm not that person anymore, that I've grown beyond that, and I'm a better person now because of the events that have occurred. And I, I, I don't think that Mark will end up winning. Yeah, it was a good first impression for him to say the right now plan because that's what they want to know is how to fix things right now and make things more manageable right now. But in the end, it's going to come down to the long run, which is where Carl, Colin Marlowe comes in. And I think that Burke will probably end up encompassing all of it. Probably. Okay, let's see what Maggie has to say. Oh, you know what? It'd probably work if I unmute Maggie. That, that would probably work. Okay, go ahead, Maggie. Okay, well, I think I requested to talk around the thing about Alex, but... Um... <laughs> well, Cliff just now told me, so... Well, we're having some technical issues, but go right ahead. That's what I figured. I was going to see how long I could stay as the number one person <laughs> I'm requesting to talk. You are so, number one. Yes. Um... Well, I really loved how Alex helped her mates make the decision and gave them names and made them people. Because I think if you were looking at the faces, that would just be kind of crazy. Hard to just, you know. And for the chief, I really don't want him to go anywhere. I had thought that um, Marlo was going to just kind of help him decide who to pick. Like, not be a candidate, but just kind of help. And, you know. Maybe that's what it would come down to. I'm hoping so. I like, I do like Marlo though. So, I don't know. I didn't mean that. Well, I thought she was done. I'm sorry. (laughs) You're back on. That's okay. No, I'm just, I just, I love him. I loved him on the West Wing, and so I'm just, I like that he's around, and if he can stay around. Anyway, but not take the chief position. I wouldn't like that. No, I I wouldn't like that. I I don't want to see him in that position. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. I'm sorry. Did I miss it tonight, or did Addison not seem to really be in the running anymore? I saw her in the running. No, she was. Okay. She made a 10-year plan. She interviewed. She was the one closest to the wind. She paced in the hallway. She was listening in on Mark's interview. She was the one closest (laughs) to the window when they said that you guys had... I'm waiting for you guys to hold a shot glass up there. Right. So, um, yeah, she's, she's still got herself in, in the running there. Um, I think Addison would be. I, I think that they all would be a good chief. But I don't really know which one. I just really don't want to give that position to anyone except for Richard Weber. I understand that. You know? That, that's that, who we know and that's who we love. Exactly. That means change. And, you know, change is just... And can I just say something? Am I allowed Maybe to say I anything else? Maybe I just don't else? want to go forward. 
I just want to stick right here the way it is. Well, and and that's exactly what everybody in this episode was all about. I mean, we we talk about the favorite mistake, but really, I thought they would have picked a title that had something about moving forward or the times they are a changing, something right. like that. You know, because this whole episode is like, okay, things aren't the way they used to be. You know, Burke is like, listen, I'm not going. You, I'm not taking your coffee. I don't want your coffee. And unless you're supposed you some, to be at home, and we were supposed to have coffee this morning before we left. Right, and I'm not going back to the way it was. And and everybody's like, I mean, you can't get, you cannot get uh, Meredith's mother back. It's not going to happen. George, your father's not going to come back. Right, George, you can't, you can't change the fact you that can't you're take married. Back that, right. You know, these are things that have been done. These are things that that can't change. The only thing you can, the guy is like, but can't you get me that month back? Okay, I'll follow everything. Dude, your legs come, your, 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 Your your foot's coming off. Right. You know, you can't take those things back. But what do we do? We, we, we focus on the health of the other foot and we get that on that foot and we use that foot and we move forward. Right, but on the other foot, the episode was all about mistakes. It was about George making a mistake and drinking and being with Izzy, and Izzy making a mistake and drinking and being with with George, and you know Christina having made the mistake of whatever she did with Burke to cause that problem, and Burke's you know choices in the past that caused him to get into trouble and no longer have that chief position and be put into the running, you know, and what other mistakes were there? There is Meredith not talking at all about what has happened, but you know, with her in the near death situation. I don't there think are a that's lot a mistake mistakes. yet. I don't think that's a mistake yet. That's a mistake yet to happen. Yeah. I think right now she's still dealing with losing her mom, and um, and honestly, there's nothing that there's nothing that she could say or try to explain that is going to make sense at this point. Right. So, but you know, then there was Jane Joe possibly making a mistake by changing herself, and maybe her husband will never find her now. And so I, know, I didn't. I, I didn't get. There's either. the amputation guy. You know, he made the mistake of not coming in sooner when he got that sore on his foot the first. Okay, you know, but none of those are none up. of those are favorite mistakes. Exactly. So I, that's that's the that point. doesn't that doesn't fit the the episode title. I think. I mean, I get where you're going. I get where. Well, you're the episode going, title but... is is a song title, so well, I maybe get it, it is just about so... a mistake and not about a favorite mistake. No, I think it's my favorite mistake. I I I really believe that this episode title dealt directly with. There, there two the the writers Shonda and and the writing team are too deliberate. To make it, yeah. My favorite mistake is all about the mistake that this was. This was an Izzy centric episode, in a way, uh, it, for those of us who watch Lost. This is this is very much my favorite. It was her favorite mistake, absolutely. And, and but yet I I think it was an inappropriate title because it, I I believe that you have to it stretch too more... far to get all the mistakes as being the recurring theme in this episode. Right. The recurring theme is moving forward, even in. Izzy's mistake. It's like so. The well, end, I think the end of the no, episode for Izzy. For Izzy, she it's um dur- during Meredith's voiceover. She says um um sometimes what we want is just what we need, and that's when they're showing Izzy folding up her. She what she wants is George, and what she needs is George. So for Izzy, that was absolutely her favorite mistake, but now she has to 
move forward because George has chosen something else. And they said, they sat next to each other and, well, what do we do? We move forward. We move forward. So. Absolutely. So, um, for a minute, I want to talk about, for, for a minute, I want to talk about um, the the patient, um, Callie's patient with the, what was it called? F. P-O-F-O-P, something, I forget. She was basically um, turning, she was petrified. She, she, yeah, she was turning, her her muscles were turning to bone. Right. And um, so what I got through that, what I got through that whole character, and even though, even though Meredith wasn't on that case, I really think that, because the mom says to Izzy, I just need to talk. You know, she doesn't let me talk. I just need to talk. Right. And and she does and she starts sharing. And so what I got out of that is that um in the future through Meredith not talking, we're going to start seeing her turning to stone. That's kind of well, what I got out of that. That's a really good point. I like that. Thanks. Cliff gave me a high five. All right. <laughs> that that that's what I got out of that. And um but for the daughter, for the daughter um being afraid to fall, being afraid, you know, I just, I really, really, um, felt for, th- felt for them, for that family and what right. they were going through. I mean, I could really feel that. And, um, and then for the patient, a lot of times we, we, we so focus on our characters and, and everything that we love about the relationships, but we lay aside the whole medical cases that they, that they explore in the episodes, but, um, with the, with the, the guy with the diabetes and, and the foot, I, I really am feeling the need to say, Hey, we cannot let our, we cannot let our personal health go aside. You know, right. please, please have regular checkups and all these nice things. I just really feel the need to say that. I'm surrounded by people with diabetes in in right. my family and um, and throughout Cliff's family, and so I just really feel a need to say, you know, please stay healthy and 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 I feel a need to say that this show can be hazardous to your health if you happen to be uh, what what is what is that word that I, I uh, a hypochondriac if, you're, if you happen to be a hypochondriac, <laughs> which I, Cliff is I, on occasion. I, I do. I have this tendency to have some like, some form, oh, mild form of hypochondria. I think I have that stone disease. My arm. I'm like seriously, <laughs> like man. Which that's an exaggeration, but let's see what Maggie has to say because she's I been. I don't think that Maggie has anything to say. Maggie, I think do you that's have Maggie from like before but we can try the, the chat the chat room is frozen there's no chat coming up i've been maggie trying to did type, you want to say so. something else i was gonna say cliff that your arm would come would go last she still had some use of her hands <laughs> exactly <laughs> i forgot what i was gonna say earlier but i'm sorry i did see okay. you up there a while ago all right it's frozen so it doesn't matter <laughs> <laughs> okay so Breath but up. but no i i'm serious i really do believe that there is um there is especially i found myself watching you know all of season 1 in 2 days and watching you were depressed and you watch episode after episode after episode and when you're like me and you're well first of all if you're like me you're in an insurance office all day long and what is pretend on television is real life in the insurance industry because i'm getting phone calls from people whose children are being operated on and people who are in 
the emergency room waiting to hear about their husbands who want to all of a sudden buy life insurance out of nowhere and all of these other things that just I'm hearing consistently bad news all the time and then I come home and I'm watching these shows back to back to back. It's like everybody's sick and now I'm dying. I feel like I'm going to die. <laughs> You're not dying. I know. But it's good to see you got your second wind there, Clifford. Well, you mean my second wind? Well, you were looking kind of down and tired. Oh, I talk show had me and, down, but I'm good to go now. Now he, I had he the, won't keep himself muted. <laughs> I, I, I had the producer blues. <laughs> I'm going to make a okay. song for you guys. But so for- we're going to move back to the episode now. I just had to say my little piece. Okay. You know, please. Can Fred say please. something, though? Yeah, Fred can say something. Sure thing. Sorry. It was just another health warning, only because my father-in-law recently had a major incident. We thought it might be related to diabetes. We weren't exactly sure, actually, the cause. But uh, basically a sudden onset of uh, blindness. So And it's, he seems to be recovering from it because it was due to some bleeding. But... Uh, I, I, when you guys were saying that, I immediately got a hold of anybody I knew who was uh, diabetic and made them swear to me up and down that they were going to take care of themselves after that. Absolutely. Um, I forgot what I was going to say, but I agree with, with, with Fred. You, you need to, you know, I, I think that. I think the the onside of blindness, you're probably going to be more likely to go get that checked out right away. But with the guy and the sore on the foot, you know, he let it go for a month. And you just can't let things go for, for so long. You just can't. And um, so, Are you trying to tell, give me a hint, babe? You're a lost cause. <laughs> so I'm just, you know, um, it'd be nice. It'd be nice if I could get a hint out of you. So I want to talk about how... Izzy is making up her own Izzyology. Kim, are you still there? How do you mean Izzyology? Okay, how she Explain. goes. Okay, she goes to Addison, and she already she knows she made a mistake. Whether she you know liked it or not, she she knows that she made a mistake. She knows that she's done wrong. So she goes to Addison to try to justify herself. Yes. You know, well, I know it was bad, but it felt so right. And what if this is God's plan? She's totally trying to justify herself. She's right. trying to get I, I a loved get out of jail Addison, free card. I love how Addison looked at her and said, God wants you to be an adulterer? I know. I what? love that. <laughs> well, God God got a virgin pregnant. Come on. By magic. That relates. <laughs> God got a virgin pregnant by magic. He's not exactly following the rules. And, and I think <laughs> that was a critical thing to pick up on, though. It, the fact that she points out that God doesn't play by the rules says, why should she have to? That's a good Which, she's not God. Well, hold on. But I'm just saying, <laughs> say, listen, I don't think she's done with this whole, I don't think she's ready to move past George. I don't think she I is I believe either. that she's in love with she's George. Stuck. I believe that George is in love with Izzy. I know you do. And 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 I think that he feels he's made a terrible mistake. I think he's pretty enamored with her, but I, I don't know if I'm going to, I don't think he's in love with either of them. No, I, th- I think he is in love with, I, I think, I, I thought it before Callie ever came along. Okay. And so, but anyway, I'm just saying, but I think, I think that the whole wedding ring, the rules of what things are, I think this was an indication of how she feels about it. Okay. I don't have to play by the rules. Okay. That's all I wanted to say. No, that's fine. That, yeah. We do have Mark that wants to talk. Let's see. Let's see if we can bring Mark in. Do, do, do. And Mark, you're on the line. Hello. 
Hey, I'm hi, so Mark. frustrated with talk to you tonight, but I finally made it through. <laughs> Yay. It took us quite a while, too. Yeah. I wanted to talk about your Izzyology. Okay. Uh, because I'm actually a bit frustrated with it in the show because I think that we've got, like, Schizo. We should call her Skizzy, actually. Skizzy. I like Schizo. that. <laughs> um, because on the one hand, the producers give her these great speeches every episode inspiring, you know, moments where the music is playing in the background and she's able to sort of, you know, philosophize about life. And then she's a complete moron in the actual uh, show. You know, she does idiotic things. She's mean. She's rude. She has no social skills. I mean, what's up with the writing on that? <laughs> I have no idea. But she is, she but is an awful character. You know what character. I'm talking about, though? I, I do. Mean, it's just, it's, it, it, it's really incongruous and it's jarring from a, you know, from a viewer's perspective, because it's like, how, that's not the same person. Like, how can someone who is doing that in their life then stop and give these moving speeches? Like, that's someone well, who's It comes so down to her being able to talk the talk, but not able to walk the She's walk. She's very hypocri hypocritical. Right. She really is. But, yeah, what's interesting, though, is that I think the way that they're writing her, though, the, the person who acts the way she acts isn't self-reflective enough to come up with these thoughts, if you know what I mean. Like, those deep thoughts, that's someone who's self-reflective, who doesn't act impulsively. That's someone who thinks about their life and their relation to other people. So maybe she's reading a lot of books. She, <laughs> she, she's getting her philosophy from somewhere. She's or she's just listening to Mark talk a lot. She's, she's, she's been watching a really good TV show. She's reading oh cue cards. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. She's, just, she's exactly. just doing her job, just acting. Well, I have to admit that um, going back and watching from season one and season two, we're, we're almost finished with season two now, and knowing, knowing what I already know now and seeing the characters develop again and fresh in my mind, I really, really don't care for Izzy very much at all. At all. Yeah. She just, yeah, she's just. She's all about herself. She, yes, she is. I think that, I think that Alec, in the, in the early episodes, Alex and Christina took all the rap for being selfish. But, um, if, I think if you review it, you'll, you'll find it other, you'll find it otherwise. But, um, so what does that, where does that put us? What haven't we discussed? Um, Claire June, I think, wanted to get in on the, the discussion. Okay. See if I can find Claire June here. Oh. Okay, Go Claire. Am I on? Yep. You're on. Oh, this is weird because I'm actually not on the computer. Um, because it was frozen the whole entire time I was there. I just, I understand this whole Izzy frustration because I was just thinking about it when her fiance, like, she killed him. And basically. And, like,. I don't know. She's frustrating me too now. And this whole like I'm in love with people that are married. It's like why, why, why? Get your own boyfriend. You know? Like, why does she have to be in love with people that she can't have? Just find somebody else. Find Alex. I like her in relationship with Alex. I think they go together. Perfectly. Not anymore. I think Alex has changed in a way that yeah, Alex is becoming nicer now. He he can't even yeah. I don't think that Alex has 
a respect for Izzy any, anymore in a way that he mm-hmm. could be in a relationship with her. I think Izzy needs to not be in a relationship and just work on herself for a while. That'd be the idea, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Only she's going to be stuck on George for a while. So, yeah. She's not going to be working on herself. Right. Mackie, was that you talking? We, we've got her muted here. So, if she's yeah. talking, she's not actually making it here. So, if anybody else. She's talking. Uh, well, we, <laughs> you can't we, hear her? No, we, no we've we got mute. her muted on yeah. the board. So. Oh. Do, do you want me to bring Maggie on? She was going to add to the Alex conversation. Okay. okay. <laughs> go ahead, Maggie. Okay, go ahead. Okay, I was going to say, Alex changed when Izzy chose Denny. When I don't know if you guys were there in season two, but I think that that's kind of when Alex realized he needed to change things for himself and and then also the Jane Doe has helped. I think that I think that Alex changed when um, just a couple episodes ago he not a couple episodes ago it was back in early season three when um, he kissed Izzy and she said wow I didn't know you still had feelings like that for me and she pretty much told him I'm not ready to go there I think that's when Alex started to change but that's just my opinion hmm. so interesting yeah. Um, I don't know. What else you got? Okay, I got... I think that we have a few people online that are... want to talk, but can't request to talk. So, um, who are we going to go with first? All right, let's go... Let's go ahead and uh, make sure that everybody does get an opportunity, even though they can't request to talk tonight. And the first one, I'm going to try to see if we can bring Cassie in. Cassie, are you there? I'm still here. Okay, we're going to give you an opportunity to have Cassie's an open been mic here. hanging out with us since the beginning. She, I have. <laughs> she's been through all the long haul <laughs> troubles with us tonight. Yeah, you-, you guys have talked about everything. Um, I I think I was into the parents. I like Callie's dad. He seems like the godfather gangster kind of guy. <laughs> I did like him. I did like yeah, him. Yeah, I liked him. And then I thought about... Um, Burke's mom, she's going to blow a gasket if she doesn't have a big wedding, you know what I mean? So is Christina's mom. Yeah, but especially <laughs> Diane Carroll. I can't wait until she comes back. That's so, interesting I mean, that, that all of our interns, whenever, and even the attendees, whenever their parents come in, everybody always has to put on this show and this act that everything <laughs> is good and great and perfect. We're perfect. We're perfect today. We yes. are perfect people. <laughs> I, I did like... um that uh Callie's dad you know because I did I he he the, the most important role for me for him was uh when he played in um the what is that the, the princess diaries the Pin- princess diaries one and two yeah. and uh he's of course he's been around forever but uh he His did really Hector? good in Hector yeah or something but he he did really yeah. good in this episode I really enjoyed his character and it was very brief I mean it was a very brief moment that that he was there but I do I really like him playing her dad I do and let's try Rakita. Let's, let's see if we can get Rakita in here real quick. Okay. Rakita, you're on. Hi guys. Hey, hey Rakita. How you doing? We we um, got one up op- one window of opportunity for you to share your piece about the episode here. Go right ahead. Dude, um, I I, I forget everything because um, I've been fighting with my computer the whole time, <laughs> but um, I uh. Let's see. Uh, who knows where to start? I don't know where to start. Um, I disagree with a lot of uh, 
small things, or maybe not so small things, or whatever, but I don't remember them all, because I've been playing with my computer for an hour. That's okay. <laughs> um, I, uh, I, I agree, I liked, uh, I like Callie's dad. I was really looking forward to seeing him on the show. Um, and I, too, could not shake the Princess Diaries out of my head, because it was on the show, on TV, like, last week. It was? And I kept expecting, yeah, and I kept expecting, uh, um, the Queen to come walking through the screen any second. <laughs> Mary Poppins. Everybody can use little yeah. Julie Andrews. Yeah, everybody needs Mary Poppins. Yeah, George needs Mary Poppins. I was uh, I, I was happy with George that he decided he was going to suck that up. And, you know, I'm not, I don't need to. I'm, I'm of the wifely pers- persuasion. Don't tell me. I don't need to hear that. I don't need to hear that. So I was very pro-George when he was like, she don't need that. I was like, yes, thank you. Don't be running in there saying that. That's not what we need today. But I think Izzy's going to tell. So, because, you know, she's got a big mouth and she don't know how to keep it shut. Um, I think George is going to tell because he's not going to be able to keep that secret. I think Izzy's going to be the one. Just like Izzy tells every other thing George tells her and that she's not supposed to say, I think Izzy's going to be the one to bust that open. Well, George is the one who told about sleeping with Meredith. Right. I think yeah. I was afraid that George was going to blurt out when, when her her dad and when Callie and her dad were sitting at the bar. You know, because that's how how George does it. You know, he just yeah. bursts things out when he doesn't need to or mean to. I think it, ha- I I totally think it has it. to come from George. Um, I I think that Cal um I think that Callie should know. I think that he should respect her enough to tell her. Um, not that they can't still work on their marriage, but I think for him to sit there and be all up in her face about lying about who she is, um, and part of their big fight was her lie and for him to walk around with this lie is just not right but that's just right. my opinion so <laughs> it's a good thing that that's just my opinion so um i think we covered just about everything just about so, everything yeah. so let's go ahead and wrap this up for tonight yep i'm so sad that we have you know, such a long hiatus that totally bites, but um, I think we'll survive. What do you think? We will. We will. And of yeah, course, we'll when there's no new, brand new episode of Grey's Anatomy, there is no live show, which should give Talk Shoe uh, plenty time of to time recover. to work out there. <laughs> I'm just hoping they get it done by Friday night for I our know, Live Lost podcast. Yeah. But, um, if you want to join us live on Tuesday nights, when Thursday nights, uh, yeah, Thursday <laughs> nights, uh, at following any brand new episode of Grey's Anatomy, check us out at www.gspn.tv/live, and you can find out all the details on how you can join us live on Talkshoe. Very cool. And okay. with that, I'm ready to play our brand new, our brand new, brand spanking new, totally awesome, extra, extra, Kim. Yes. Good night. Good night. I hope you feel better. Thank you. Welcome. The Grey's Anatomy Fan Podcast is a production of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. This show was recorded live in front of an internet audience. Internet audience. To learn how you can participate in our live shows, please visit our website at gspn.tv. gspn.tv. Thanks for listening. Create your own internet talk show. 
Check it out at T-A-L-K-S-H-O-E dot com.